Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Uh, Harry, hey. Anything else? Amen. Even the schools that they go to, you know, this fine boarding school, you see, you are trained. Yeah. Finishing school. Yeah. Finishing school. Because there's, there's something, there's a future for you. Hallelujah. So, like I said, the message is spiritual dangers. They are dangers for spiritual people. If you are not spiritual, who do you care? So, but if you think you are spiritual and you have a future and a destiny, that's why we are sharing these dangers. Then watch out for distance. Hallelujah. Do you, do you have a future? Do you have a destiny? I said, do you have a future? Do you have a destiny? Yeah, then watch out for the dangers. See, this was what um, this was the best advice Abigail gave to David. See, that's why David said, "Blessed." So, because when David was about to massacre the guy, Nabal, Abigail said, "Listen, my lord, you will become a king. You are in line to become a king. Why do you want to tend to your reputation?" With this fool. <laughs> do you understand? How would you want to turn to your table with this fool? <laughs> Knowing very well that, look, this guy is a fool anyway. Do you understand? He's going to die anyway. Why do you want to mess up your future with him? So that when you become a king, see, and those things, it hunts you. When you're killed to become into power, no matter how good you do, they will always refer you to the judges you kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No matter, yes, yes. Those they will hunt you. You become a good leader. Uh, you transform president. You even build the country. You will always be referred to the judges you kill. <laughs> I don't mention any name. Yeah. You bounce, yes. Yeah. The world will refer. You can sort of transform this. They will say, no, 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 no. You kill the judges. See, and that's what saying. So, so, so it will be a stain. And that's what Abigail was saying that, look, you have a future. Why do you want to stain your life with this? See, and I'm telling us tonight that as a Christian, as a member of this church, as a light person, there's a future and a hope for you. So watch out for these dangers. Amen. So you don't stain your life. Amen. So why do you want to kill this thing? The guy's going to die anyway. That's what is also another wisdom. Some people, some things, they are, they are on their way down. Don't add your voice to it. Just stand by. It, will, it is falling. Oh, yeah. The thing, the way it is going, it is on its way down already. So don't go and add your hand to it. Don't push it. One time I was talking to somebody. I think I told somebody. Man. I don't know. He said, so this thing, no? how, how, how will it happen? I, mean, to, I said, look, it is collapsing already. The thing is collapsing. There is no need for anybody to go and add their hand to it. It, 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 was, something, it was something financial. No, there was something financial. Someone was spending some amount of money. And I said, look, don't worry. The way it is going, it is only a matter of time. Don't worry at all. Don't worry. You understand? What is it? Ask for four case for three, four. I, I pray that something changes about it, but ask wait, wait. The way it's going, it's not easy. You see, but it's going down. Something financial. You understand? And some, some of us are low. I mean, 
He cannot, he cannot keep on spending an amount of money. I said, don't worry. As it is going, nobody should say anything. It, let it go. It will hit the, uh, the, bottom. the bottom. And what is the bottom? There will be nothing there. So nobody should. No, you know. And that's what he said. is on his way down. Hallelujah. So if you have a future, don't, don't, let, don't, don't let your name be tainted with it. Amen. Amen. So I'm talking about people who have a future and a destiny. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have no future if you have no future and destiny, what this message I'm preaching to is, is useless. Because you know you are down already. Now if you are believing God that you have a future and a destiny and a ministry and, a, and an inheritance. You see, you see, and, and, and say, those things, they come and hunt you. No matter how good a president you become, how much you have developed the country, you will always be referred to you killed. Yeah. Are you here with me? It's the same thing spiritually. Yeah. You can become a great man of God, but something can hunt you. And, and, and they can bring you down. Oh, they can bring you down. They will talk out till you come down. Hallelujah. Yeah. So let's believe God that we will be aware of the dangers. Amen. Amen. And that the Lord will order our steps. I said that the Lord will order our steps. You understand? I mean, if you're a Christian sister and you are believing God for a good marriage, one of the dangers you'll be aware of is fornication. And you have to be very careful. Because no man would like to marry you knowing that as you are walking in town, you have slept with this person, you have slept with this person. Let's just stay up serious. No man. No man. Even the wildest unbelievers, when they want to marry, they want to go for a Christian girl. When it's time to men, even the guy who chases around a lot, when it's time for him to marry, he's looking for a church girl. Yeah. That's how men are. As a man, you'll be surprised. They want fresh. Every man wants fresh. Yeah. That's right. So, so, so if, you have, if, you, if you are believing God for a future and a hope, then be careful. Even as you are growing up, then you don't have a reputation. Because the last thing a man wants is actually he's walking with his wife in town and they see this guy, they don't know what, <laughs> what the guy is thinking. <laughs> No, nobody wants that. So, 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 it it is a danger. It is something you have to look out for. Amen. Amen. Yeah, something you have to look out for, so that you don't taint your reputation. Because it can actually, it, it can actually bring you down. It can actually bring you down. There are some people who when they are talking, they say, "Look, you see." And usually, usually when relationships. When relationships are casual, people don't people don't really care. Let me explain to you. When, for example, when things are casual, we are all Christians. We are all in the church. We are all in the church. People really don't care much about your past. But when relationships become more intimate, whereby marriage and things become, then they begin to look into your past. Yeah. But as you are all there, nobody. Oh. God has forgiven Whatever you have done, nobody cares about it. But when things move a little deeper, then suddenly you find that the person's mother or the person's father, then background check comes in. Yeah. Then background check comes in. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you see, you'll be surprised that this same person who so it's okay, there's all flow for let's forgive. I mean, our, our, our blood, our sins have been washed by the blood of Jesus. When it comes to her daughter marrying you, suddenly the sins are not washed by the blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm a human being, sir. When it's far, we are all peaceful. So, so, so what I'm trying to say that, so knowing that, be careful. Hallelujah. 
and be careful about spiritual dangers. Amen. Amen. Walk in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. Amen. So I started sharing I started sharing with you about uh the dangers. I think the first danger I talked to you about what what was the first danger? Proton. Getting your priorities right. Look, it, pray to God that you get your priorities right. Everything is time, you know. Everything is timing. You see, when you don't, everything is timing. There's, there's a time for everything, and there's a season for everything. Hallelujah. There's a time, and there's a season. There's a time, and there's a season. And sometimes, like I was sharing on, on, on Sunday briefly, to, to succeed, eh, to succeed or success, it's a combination of preparation and opportunity, meeting at the right time. Okay, you understand? The Bible said that um, I said about I mean, they say it's saying that when preparation meets opportunity, success is born. Because sometimes you can prepare for something, but you don't have the opportunity. You are prepared for it, but the opportunity does not come, so you won't succeed. And sometimes the opportunity comes, the job comes, but you don't have the preparation. They're not ready. They understand. There's a job opening, but you haven't passed the exam. Do you understand? A good job with a good pay, but the exam you haven't passed. So the opportunity is there, but you are not prepared. Do you understand? And sometimes you are prepared. You pass the exam, but they say there's no vacancy. So success is the combination of opportunity. And when opportunity meets preparation, that is why, that is why, uh, that is why if you are wise, if you have the spirit of wisdom, you will always be in a state of ready preparedness because you don't know when the opportunity will come. That is why it's good to be ever ready. Even if, if, you see, ever ready. Even the rapture. At the sound of the trumpet, it says, Two shall be on the field. And one shall be taken. Two be lying in a bed. So, so even as a Christian, you have to live in an ever-prepared state of readiness to be raptured to heaven. Because the last thing you want to have the trumpet sound, you'll be in somebody's bed. <laughs> you have been a you have been a Christian this party one one day. Seen, you'll be surprised because the rapture. Oh, man. You understand? So, huh? like you say, I will come like a thief in the night. A thief in the night. Thieves don't give notice. So the only way to prevent thieves is to be prepared against thieves. All that's why we put on alarm every day, every day, slow motion, every day, ADT, every day, <laughs> every day. Because you'll be surprised that one day without you don't put it on. So, 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 that's a, that's a window. I mean, even to prevent a thief, you must be in a state of constant readiness. We put on our ADT all the time, all the time, slow motion. Now, there's even one that's on your mobile phone. Yeah. It's the same thing with insurance. That's why we keep on paying insurance because I know somebody the day she cancels insurance. That's the day that she He had had insurance. I never got sick. Yeah. He had had insurance. I never. The day the insurance canceled. And even the sad one that I knew was somebody who had life insurance all along. And they said things are tough. When they stopped the insurance, that's when the spouse died. I know. Sir. When they stopped the payment and they canceled the life insurance policy, then the, within a year, the person died. The wife died. They've been paying this all along. And the insurance company, Charlie, they will never reinstate it. <laughs> they got you good. <laughs> so it's a state of, it's a state of prepared. That's why we, that's why we're always prepared. Because we don't know. Like a thief in the night. So your Christian said, say, say, tarry. When Jesus Christ said, the master said, tarry. Till I come. 
So you cannot slack. Hallelujah. You can't say that, oh, perchance you may not come. No, you don't know the hour. You don't know the hour. You don't know the hour that the Lord will come or the hour that you will die. Both are uncertain. So based on that knowledge, you must always be in a state of preparedness. Waiting for the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. One of the, I'm, I'm telling you, see, I don't know what I'm saying. Another lady, too, one of the things that pained her. See, somebody died. And the lady was crying a lot. And, I mean, she, they, were, they were close, but not that close. So, her cry was out of proportion. You know some cry, they're out of proportion. Yes, <laughs> your cry seems to be out of proportion. Crying too much. So we're wondering that why is he so hurt and crying? <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Do you know what, why? It had pain. No, <laughs> that's a different story. It had pain her because the, she had a problem with the lady and she did not forgive. So like she has no opportunity to, to overcome. And that's what pain is. She was worried about all the consequences of unforgiveness. If she knew she was going to die, she would have forgiven her. Yeah. yeah do you understand what I'm saying? So, 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 so since you don't know whether the person will live or die, why do you bear a grudge? Think about it. Because when the person departs, somebody you, you do not have opportunity to forgive is gone. And now you are dealing with this, the guilt of unforgiveness. I'm telling you. Yeah. So think about it. You see, to a state of preparedness, proton, getting things right. Getting things right. Forgive all the time. Yeah. That's different from my. my that is. That is. That is. That is see, I also had a, a, a urology professor, Prof. Yabua. Very. Very raw, a very blasphemous. I've never seen a professor blasphemous like that. That day one they were I hope they are all adults here. The children I know here, okay. One way they were doing were doing what runs. Some guy had gonorrhea. Joel is here. He's not here. No. One day we're doing we are doing what runs. A guy had gonorrhea. You know gonorrhea you have to begin have a discharge. So he was a urology professor, so we just examined. When you saw that, he said, ah, quote whip. <laughs> I mean, so raw. Ah, this guy, pa. Like condensed milk. <laughs> I mean, that guy was. I think he's dead now. He's the only professor that we will be doing one round that you stop and you scratch it like this. Meanwhile, <laughs> he was very brilliant. Oh, very brilliant, a good surgeon. All the top people in the country, prostate surgery number one. He will fix your prostate for prostate cancer, number one treatment. He actually had procedure that was recorded in books, medical books. But still. <laughs> Huh? Yes. Brilliant. I mean, when you see him operating, because like, this is a skilled surgeon. But I'm telling you, hey, I've never seen a lecturer that you have do students you know. Uh, some, 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 some guy be there, rich man be there. He, he operated on the guy. The guy had prostate surgery and he was working on the guy died. So when we came, no, no, I mean, died later, I mean, the guy, so when we were doing the runs the following day, it was already, it was prostate cancer that was advanced. So when we were doing the runs, and we got to know how, uh, the runs in Ghana, we go to the bed, when they, they will cover you with it. They cover the sheet, they will draw the distance. Yeah. So when we go to the bed, and they, there is a guy, and they say, oh, prof, he died last night. He said, ah! He owes me! <laughs> He said, ah! Hey, he asked me! 
caused me and is dead. I'm a good one. I'm going to wake him up and collect my money after. <laughs> yeah. Because Africa, Africa healthcare, there's no insurance. It's pay as you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, he was, he was a very funny guy, but he was a brilliant surgeon. Very, very brilliant surgeon. Very great, good surgeon. So all I'm saying is that, I mean, since we don't know when the master will show up, you must always be in a state of preparedness. Always be ready. Look, because the rapture, it can come any day. We may not even get home tonight and we'll all be raptured. You know what you said? <laughs> what is it? Usually, when you say that, I was Lord, please let me marry. <laughs> I beg you, wait for me to get married. Because it means that, because I was in heaven, there's no marriage. So I beg you. <laughs> I, love, in fact, I, I love Christians. The reason I don't want the rock, they want to be married. Huh? But they don't understand the joy in heaven. The joy in heaven cannot be co- compared to your husband's. <laughs> yeah. So you must always be in a state of preparedness. You see, that's why you must live your Christian life always in mind. We are waiting for the Lord. Maranatha. We are waiting for so every time always be conscious. Be conscious that the Lord can come any day. Instead of preparedness. Because the last thing is you you don't want to be left behind. Yeah. You don't want to be left behind. There's a movie called Left Behind. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be left behind. Yeah. Because the Bible says, at, at the sound of the trumpet, the dead in Christ shall rise. And those who are, I mean, those who are remain shall be caught up with him. So there's a Christian brother who knows this verse very well. He believes it very well. Then when they want to fornicate. And as he was fornicating, he was, the, while he was fornicating, there was a high street by the, behind the window. Not that a, a big truck was passing by. So the truck blew its horn. Pa, pa, pa! <laughs> Quickly, he jumped. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I said, oh, I'll be left behind. <laughs> yeah. From that day, he stopped because he knew that. <laughs> Yeah. Like a thief in the night. Amen. Amen. So, spiritual danger. Get your priorities right. Hallelujah. Amen. Especially this forgiveness part. Look, the lady, it, she, we were wondering why she was crying so much. And it's, it pained her. But she never forgive her. Amen. And that's nothing more painful to know that this person was dead. This person was dead. There was, you, you, you had a problem with this person. It pained her. It pained her that this person is that, and I never had opportunity to forgive. That is why the Bible says when you, when you have ought against your brother, when you have a problem with your brother, when you come to church with your offering, I'm talking about priorities, proton. This is how important forgiveness is. See, when you have a problem with your brother, when you come to church with your offering, to offer your sacrifice, leave it at the altar. You will think that the Bible says worship. When you finish worshiping, go back. It is trying to say that, no, no, no. Leave it at the altar. Go and reconcile before you come back. But most of us will think that God needs our worship so much that the, the reconciliation can wait. Let us worship. And maybe after the preacher has preached and our heart has been touched, now I feel like forgiving. What is that? Okay, Rev. After what you preach, I've heard, so I'm going to forgive. No, no. You shouldn't have waited for me after what I preach. You should go and forgive us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So that's what, so please. It's a spiritual danger. Amen. Yeah. Then the other one was um, danger of fornication, sexual immorality. I've talked about it enough. If at this stage of, if you are still in this room and you are doing that, I don't know what's wrong with you. There should, be, there should be nobody in this, in this room. Le- leave that one for the Sunday people. <laughs> I don't expect any Tuesday member to be fornicating. I, I can understand the Sunday people. Well, the Sunday they are not spiritual. You are more spiritual. 
Let it not be named once among you. Amen. Amen. I say, let it not be named once among you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Powerful. Then, um, duality, which is what I talk about. Duality. Double life. Okay, let a bit more. See, duality here. Look warm. To be fake. That's what it is. You are fake. You are a pretender. Matthew 23, 28. Matthew 23, 28. Even so, ye also outwardly appeared righteous unto men, but within are full of hypocrisy. Hallelujah. Iniquity. On the outside, you look white. You look very good. But inside, you are all rotten. Hallelujah. Yeah. All rotten. Duality. And, and the Bible says, you see, listen, the Bible says, Bishop was preaching the message, and I like it very much. Go and listen to it. Prosperity. Bishop preaching on prosperity. Listen. It's a very powerful message. Do you listen to it? It's awesome. Look, all of you be on your way home. Do you have iPhones? You have the, you have the podcast. On your way home, just listen to prosperity. As preached by a bishop. Okay, on your way home. Most of us will take about, about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour to get home. Apart from, apart from those who live around the corner here. Okay, but listen to it. I'm telling you. It's a very powerful message. Very powerful message. Prosperity. You see, and, and what, the verse that he was, which I like, you see, the Bible says, Blessed are the pure in hearts. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And 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 and, and, and the light. So the message you were sharing, which, which I, I tell you, see, when somebody is when somebody is doing well, we are always looking at his principles, his methods, his behavior, and we attribute that. Maybe that's why he's doing well. But what we don't know is the person's heart. So you may question, you may copy the person's principle. You may copy the person's methods. You may copy the person's behavior. But what but you don't have the person's heart. And it is the heart that God is looking at. Blessed are the pure in heart. Even when we read people's books, oh, okay, it's a good book. Oh, this is a good principle. This is a good way of doing this. But what you say, all said and done, there is something called the person's heart. So don't only get the person's principle, try and get the person's heart. Yeah. Because the heart is very important. The heart is very important. Yeah. Because that is where God looks. I said that's where God looks. Yeah. A lot of people light out. So what is the secret? What's the secret? No. The person's heart. Oh, Reverend said, what's the secret? The person's heart. You don't know the person's love for God. That's, that's the difference. That is actually the difference. The person's love for God, you don't know. Hallelujah. You don't know what the person will do for God. You don't know. You have no idea. So, you are only copying principles and methods. But what the person will do for his love for God, you have no idea. How much the person is willing to sacrifice for God, you have no idea. Are you hearing me? So, when, so, uh, so you are just looking at the prosperity. And you think that it may be, it may be due to A, B, C, D, E. No. Always look for the heart. And your heart is important. I say, guard your heart. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Hallelujah. Yeah. Guard your heart. So, yeah. so, 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 when they say, brothers are the pure, it means there's no contamination in the heart. And duality is a state of a contaminated heart. The heart is not pure. Preaching. Duality. 
The heart is not pure. It is one thing here and another thing there. Yeah. You don't know people's heart. You don't know. See, so as for you, know, you don't know. So watch, watch your heart. And actually, the heart is the engine. When the heart is right, everything is right. For out of the out of the heart of men proceed, Jesus Christ said. Out of the heart of men proceed. I mean, I've known people who have who have made mistakes on the outside that they need to be condemned. But as I get close to them, I say, look, the person's heart is different. And I've also known people who seem to do put all the right blocks by their heart. But they, on the surface, they, they come. Even preaching the gospel. Even preaching the gospel. Some preach, Paul said that, some preach out of envy. Some preach, Paul said, some preach out of envy. And some preach for Christ. So even preaching, even preaching. Some people, even the big church, they are doing but Inside, there's another motive for that. They, they are not preaching because they love God, but competition to show that they are big, to show that they are eloquent. But it's not that they love God. Yeah. Yeah. So even as you are preaching, check your motive. Why am I doing this? Am I do- Why am I doing this? Like, I mean, Serena, for example, as she drove 90 miles, she must check her motive. Am I driving 90 miles? So the Reverend said, actually, me, the Amual Pa, or I'm driving because I love God. <laughs> but I, be, I believe it's the latter. She loves God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she loves God. Because it, because it can also be that, though. It, it can also be that, okay. I am driving, and Reverend will know that, hey, me, I sacrifice a lot. And the people will know. But no. But I believe. Do you understand? But we all know that she loves God. We know the motive is we love God. That's what I ask you. <laughs> yeah. And, you see, you see, and that will be seen. You see, this is what I'm saying. If the motive is to impress us, the result will be different. If the motive is that she loves God, the result will be different. So the result will always come from the motive. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why you're doing this Blessed are the pure in heart. So your heart is very important. Amen. That is why we must have a pure heart towards God. Don't be dual. Don't be dual. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? I'm, I'm trying to get a scripture. There's a guy who did the wrong things, but God says that he had a pure heart towards him. No, David. I said, I'm a son of this name. And another guy who did all the writing, but his heart was wrong. Hallelujah. So your heart is important. Amen. Amen. That is why be careful about duality, contamination. Hallelujah. And here we have a, and, and, and a clear one, uh, one of the things, uh, areas that you can be dual, areas of duality, a few areas of duality. Separated and unequally yoked. It's a dual life. In one breath, you are, you are consecrated. In another breath, you are unequally yoked. And that was Samson. That was Samson. Yeah. Kind of show me 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. Okay, 2 Corinthians 6, 17 to 18. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Have you seen it? You will be a father and, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. Hallelujah. But when you look at Samson, Samson was a Nazarene. So consecrate so on the outward, you see his long hair. On the outside, 
When you see something in town, you see the long hair. That's not touch wild. So this is consecrated, separated. And Nazarene, and Nazarite. So when you see something in public, your first impression is, this is a holy man. This is consecrated. Because his outward appearance demonstrated a consecrated person. Outward. A pastor. A reverend. Yet still, on, yet still, when God said, and, and be separated unequally. Yesterday he was unequally yoked. Privately, he was dealing with unbeliever girls. Delilah was not born again. Delilah was not a born again Christian. There is no born again sister who will tell you, put your head on mine. <laughs> That's not a Christian sister. <laughs> There is no creator. She was not born again, I tell you. She was not even a Jew. And even though, because when Samson was going to marry, his father asked him that, can't you find? When God has given us a commandment, a Nazarene, a Nazarene, you don't drink, you don't smoke, everything about you is spiritual, yet you are unequally yoked. You see, and, and, and the danger here is, you see, if you are a Christian, let your year be. You know, some of us, even though you are a Christian, you are in church, you come to Tuesday, uh, God has a, but your best friends outside church are unbelievers. Yeah. Separated, but unequally yoked. Separated, but unequally yoked. You still have close unbeliever fr- friends. Yeah. On Sunday, on Sunday, Tuesday, you see, you see, in one breath, you are a Christian. You read your Bible. You have your quiet time. But still, you are still unequally yoked. And it's dangerous. Because the one day they can pull you. Separated by unequally yoked. Separated. You are a married woman. If you are a married woman, your best friend should be a married woman. I'm preaching. Oh, yeah. If you are a married woman, I'm not saying you shouldn't have friends who are not married though. But your close friend must be married. Because you cannot be separated unequally because married women have their challenges. So if you are a married woman and your best friend who you talk to your secret is unmarried. And see, somebody who is not married, if you are telling her, look, my husband is really annoying me. You know, the way that he, the person is not under any submission, what advice would he give you? Why are you standing for that nonsense? And because of this nonsense, that's why I'm not married. I can't take this nonsense. <laughs> exactly. And you can follow her. Because there's a link. You see, I'm not saying if you are married, don't have single room. But your best friend should be someone who's married. Separated. Only yeah. Be careful. Be very careful. It's a danger. You can still have you can still have other single people as friends, but the one that you share your secret with should be a married person. Yeah, that is why some hus- so if you're a husband, a, a good husband chooses his wife's friends for her. <laughs> yes, yes. A good husband. Oh, you don't know that. A good husband must choose his wife's best friend for her. Yeah. I'm preaching. Oh, yeah. For safety. For safety. For safety. <laughs> yeah. For safety. Yeah. Yeah. For safety. Oh, no, I'm not joking. For safety. If you are wise. If you are wise. Don't joke it. If you are wise. And if you are a good wife, you must choose that. It's for safety. Yeah. If you are a wife and, you know, your husband, all his bodies are just single guys. I mean, your husband, a married man, all his friends are these single guys who are hanging around. So you see, you must be able to choose. You see, 
And whereas, whereas, uh, um, whereas a, a husband has authority, oh, look, I don't like you to go after this person. A wife may not have that authority, but you, but you, may have, you also may be the influence. When, when a guy comes to the house, squeeze your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let the guy feel that his presence is not welcome. Yeah. Even the way you do your face. You are sending a message to the guy, you are not welcome. I don't like your influence on my husband. Separated but unequally yoked. I don't like your influence on my wife. On my wife. Yeah. Because the only is it separated but unequally yoked. Nazarene! You are a Christian, but who are your close friends? Who do you discuss? Listen, you are a Christian. On the outside, and this was Samson. Separated. Looks Nazarene on the outside. Hallelujah. And Samson is a good example of somebody anointed but destroyed by duality. Hallelujah. Yeah. Who are your best friends? Who are your best friends? Separated, but unequally yoked. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Are you here with me? Are you getting some wisdoms? Yeah. Yeah. If you are wise, if you are wise, if you are wise, if you listen to even, if you even listen to older Christians like John Hagee, Kenneth Hagen, you see, If you listen to someone like John Hagee, you see, that's why even his sons are in the ministry. He said he chooses, he chooses his children's friends. That's John Hagee. So, when you see the man's children in ministry, there's a wisdom in it. Yeah. John Hagee. Hit the door. Hit the road. He says, well, like, he asks his friends, are, um, they, they, they're having a, a function, a party in the house, and the people are coming. He's watching who's dropping and where you're coming from. <laughs> Sees that, mm, yeah. This one, don't come back. Hit the road, don't come to this house again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may be extreme, but that's why his children have done well. Don't be unequally yoked. Don't be unequally yoked. Amen. Because it will affect you. It can affect you. I mean, how long are you in church? Three hours? Two hours? How much influence? And then your friend you are with all day? Have you seen the, the length of time you spend with them? Hallelujah. Only oh. yoked. Another 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 dual behavior is nice and nasty. Nice and nasty. It's duality. There's some people who are very nice on the outside, but they are very nasty. Nice, nice, nice and nasty. If you are nice, be nice. If you are nasty, be nasty. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 don't, don't mix the two. It's it's, it's some way. They are nice and nasty, and I've seen it before. Not in this church, in another church, in Newark church. I remember that story. They are very nice, very nice to the pastor. Was this lady, I remember. I was sitting down after preaching. You know, after preaching, I was sitting down, people come. Oh, Redman, are you okay? Can I give you something? It wasn't the church, so don't think about this church. And so this woman, and I was saying, oh, this lady is very nice. Oh, Reverend, oh, Reverend. Then as she was talking, oh, Reverend, Reverend. The husband, they wanted to go home. So the husband tapped her a little bit. It it was like like a lion, a lion and a lamb. Day and night. She just turned. (laughs) 
Let's return. Reverend. <laughs> nah. It's not good. It's not good. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, stop the pretending. You see, and sometimes, eh, I'll tell you something. Sometimes, the over, usually, usually, not, not all the time, but usually sometimes, the overniceness is a compensation for your nasty behavior. Yeah, your nasty is not real. You're actually compensating for your nasty behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so your niceness is actually a compensation. Yeah. Yeah. Because you are very nasty. So you are just, you just used to cover it with some niceness outside. Yeah. It's a camouflage. Hallelujah. You know, let your year be here. Yes, Mature and yet childish. I mean, Samson, Samson, I'm talking about Samson. I mean, look, Samson was mature because Samson judged Israel for 20 years. I mean, to be a judge, to be a ruler, 20 years he ruled Israel. So he was mature. Mature. Because to sit down and give judgment for 20 years, it means he knew the word. He was mature. But he was still childish. And you can see the childishness in his behavior. One day he was, he was going to uh, something. Uh, I think he was trying to look for a woman, and the guy father took the woman away from him to give it to his friends. So he bought. He got bored. He was. He was. Samson was trying to go and read the book of Judges. He was trying to chase a girl. And then the girl's father said, "I don't like you." So he gave the girl to Samson's another guy. I tell you. So 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 the, Samson got bored. That the father has dribbled him. <laughs> he said, hey, you have dribbled me. I will show you. He went and he went and caught foxes and tied their tails. What a childish behavior. Take one fox, one fox, and tie two tails together. Then after that, he set the foxes on fire and released them to the guy's farm. <laughs> Maturity. If you want to burn the fire, how do you burn the fire? How do you catch foxes? <laughs> because he was bored. Because the girl that he likes. That is painful. <laughs> but we said the girl that he likes, if somebody takes her, that would be painful. <laughs> I don't know whether he has an experience. <laughs> yeah. Because the girl that he likes. Some, some people are mature, but they behave childish. I know of a head of state. Someone who ruled the country. Who? Daught, uh, his daughter's boyfriend left her. <laughs> a true story. It's not, it's not a fair thing. In his anger, he arrested the boy. <laughs> true story. And collapsed the boy's family business. Because his daughter's heart was broken by that boy. <laughs> you remember? Yeah. <laughs> because his daughter's heart was broken by this boy. <laughs> you lost the father, right? <laughs> Make sure you are not chasing the president. <laughs> <laughs> African president, daughter, be careful. He, the boy was arrested. The shame is that they collapsed the boy's father's business because his daughter's heart was broken. They locked him up. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. Mature yet childish. Mature and, and a lot of uh, see, see, let me tell you something. And a lot of Christians are like that. You see, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. 
Ephesians 4.14. Let's read. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried by every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie. Say that we have to be no more like children. And he begins to describe the behavior of children. What's the behavior of children? Toss what? What's the behavior of children? Yeah. Mature by challenge. You have some Christians. They know the word. They know the verses. They know Bible. They know men of God. But they cannot stay in one church. Today they are here. Tomorrow they are this person. Those to and fro. Yes, you mature. You can even preach, but you can't stay in one church. Mature, but childish. Because maturity teaches you that nowhere is perfect. I say maturity teaches you that nowhere is perfect. Yeah. So, 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 when you are mature, you will understand that I, uh, even though it's not perfect, everywhere is the same, so let me stay here. So, the Bible describes instability as a feature of children. And children are like that. Children are like that too. Children, they like... One minute, this is my best friend. No, 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 no. I'm not a friend anymore. I'm not a friend. In fact, even in our church, I remember the one who used to have the the, influence, was it? it? And this daughter. One of the children used to have a lot. No, no, one of the children used to have a lot of influence. I think it was Ajua. Ajua! And then, no, I'm giving a chronology. The first one was Ajua. The children said, I you an Ajua's camp, or Ajua said, I don't like you. Then it moved to Gofax. Now Gofax is the champion. It's like every year we have a champion. It was Ajua. Then it came somebody else. Go for, no, no Gofax is the current champion now. Now, they, now if you come to our church, all the children. Go, yeah. You know what The children say, even your daughter. Now, Gofax is the champion. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen? Yeah. Now Gofax is the reigning champion. Yeah. So either you go first camp or huh? are you on your own? <laughs> yeah. There was Joanna. It, it, it was it was Ajua. Then then Joanna came. Every year. I've been watching. It's a new champion. Every few years a new champion comes. Who controls the children's church? I mean, for a Francis' daughter, uh, you cross our church, Gofax Church. Are we going to Gofax Church? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Is it, are we going to Gofax Church? <laughs> yeah. As children. And Gofax is the reigning champion. I don't know who come after her. <laughs> but for now, she's the one who's reigning. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Children toss to and fro. So, so maturity. Do you understand? And sometimes you are amazed. The people know the word. They have been Christians for a long time, but they cannot stay in one church. You are amazed. You see, it's a sign that you are mature but childish. You can actually pastor a church, yet you cannot stay in a church. You see? Mature. Toss to and fro. Because maturity will tell you that nowhere is good. That's why it takes maturity to stay married. It takes maturity to stay married. Because marriage as it is nowhere cool. <laughs> marriage is nowhere cool. As for marriage as it is nowhere cool. But maturity will tell you that, listen, take it like that and stay here. Because, because nowhere cool. Every married person will tell you that they have had second thoughts. <laughs> yes! 
marry the earth. You think it's this lonely ideal and they shall live happily forever. Marry and see. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. They have had second and third and fourth and fifth thoughts. But my, huh? What is it? Do I have the wife first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Do I have a right person? Do I have the right person? This was a second guess. The way your wife is looking, don't worry, you are saying the truth. <laughs> you are saying the truth. And I agree with you. You see? Ah, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? It's a reality. I will not ask that question to my wife. I don't be depressed. <laughs> no, I will ask her. <laughs> because, because I cannot handle the answer. <laughs> so we'll skip that one. Yeah? No, but you see, it's a question. You see, but that question. Does not mean you should leave. Right. You see, maturity is. I'll have that question in my mind. But maturity still tells me that as a mature person, I must stay here. Yeah. Do I have the ref- I'm not 100% sure. No. What you mean, oh, when you're born of my bone, you're 100% sure. It's all not true. It's, 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 a, it's a novel. It's a novel. When the whole are getting married, at the wedding, oh, you're born of my bone, flesh of my flesh. It, it, it is only for the marriage. Because, yeah. Like a brother who told me that there was a darkness in my light. Yeah. The, a true brother told me there was a darkness. Before she got married, a, a proposal, there was a darkness in my light. There was a bulb in my light which was off. But when I met you, you had a switch. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm you know him. Only, only for him to start quarreling. <laughs> so after they got married, and then a, a year or two later, they start quarreling. I'm trying to leave. I said, So what happened to the switch? <laughs> yes. I, I heard with my own ears when she said, Well, do so, do so. <laughs> And go home. <laughs> yeah. I, I have never had any rap like that in my life. At the, at the, at the proposal, I said, hey, this boy has raps. said, there was a boy. And the switch was in you. So when I had a year, <laughs> my first question what happened to the switch? <laughs> So, church, what I'm saying, be careful about mature but childish. Okay, mature but childish. It's every adult knows that conditions are not perfect. Yeah, but that does not give you a reason to live. To and fro is a childish behavior. Hallelujah. Yeah, to and fro is a childish behavior. Amen. So, you must also. Don't only mature in the word. Mature in your behavior. Because real prosperity, real growth, it comes with being planted. Are you here with me? Real prosperity or real growth, it comes with being planted. No matter what you do, once you are planted, you will do well. Because prosperity is always linked to plantation. Blessed is the man. He's planted. He's planted. He planted. So even if you are married to a witch, just by staying with her, you do it. 
Prosperity. Hallelujah. In the church. Hallelujah. That is why, that is why people who move from church to church don't do well. Hallelujah. Maturity requires being planted. Amen. So may you be planted. May you be stable. The Bible says that a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. May you not be unstable. The Bible says unstable as water you shall not excel. May you not be unstable. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Amen. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.